I'm Sarah Miller, and welcome to the first episode of our podcast series, Understanding the Buyer Journey. Today, I have Stacey Lewis, realestate.com.au's market research and insights manager, joining me to discuss how buyers move through the buyer journey and touch on how market conditions play a role in influencing this. Welcome, Stacey. Hi, Sarah. It's uh, great to be here today. I'm looking forward to unpacking the data and sharing some insights around the buyer journey today. Excellent. So before we dive in and unpack those insights, I just wanted to share some background with our listeners on where this data is being sourced. If you've seen the Power of Quality vlog series, you'll be aware that each year the realestate.com.au research and insights team undertakes a new homes and apartments research project in collaboration with our research agency to unearth the most up-to-date audience insights for you, our builder and developer customers. If you haven't had a chance to visit the realestate.com.au development hub yet, I strongly suggest you head over to the site now to download the Understanding the Buyer Journey data pack. We'll be exploring and unpacking some of the data today and looking at the insights and key takeaways that can be concluded and implemented within your business. Yeah, that's right, Sarah. So in this year's research, one of the topics we wanted to explore was how buyers move through the journey to purchase a property. And The really interesting thing that we wanted to explore in that is their key pain points or complexities that they face so we can better understand how to support them and and how we can add value for them through that process. Yeah, fantastic. So I guess to kick things off then, let's, um, I wanted to start with talking about the market conditions and the impact that this has on the buyer journey. I've had a look through the research findings and it looks like it does have a material impact So for new apartment buyers, I noticed that the time taken to purchase has extended out 20% over the past year. Can you talk me through a little bit about why that is? Yeah, so this was actually really interesting, but not all that surprising. So just before I kind of get into a little bit more detail, I wanted to highlight that the actual fieldwork was conducted in December of January at the start of this year. So we saw that lengthening out of the journey and the comparison point really there is from... December, January, as I mentioned, which is just before the market was starting to recover. And that was comparing to November, 2018. So that's where that difference was. We obviously through our on-site data saw the market kick up a lot as we moved into January through to March. But then obviously we've had a lot of different things happening in the market (laughs) with COVID. Um, But what we heard from our buyers is that one of their their top anxieties in the process was relating to market conditions alongside financing and quality, which you you mentioned at the start of the the introduction, Um, and just that that feeling of being overwhelmed about the process and and the decision-making. So some of the things that we we heard from from some of the the people that we interviewed was market prices fluctuate um, so that properties we were interested in a year ago can seem like not the best option today. And then I've got all these changes with my personal circumstances as well. So, and then more about that being a large financial decision and being worried about making the right decision for the future, just based on location and size and all of those types of things. I think, um, what, what is interesting about this is that we still need to be really mindful about, about how current market conditions and commentary around COVID are influencing how people think about the property market. And we, we obviously saw that lengthening out earlier in when we did conduct this research, but 
given that the the market conditions are playing such a strong role in how people go through that process, um, I think we need to obviously still be considering that at the moment. And actually, one of my colleagues, Kat Nichols, conducted research with our on-site audience recently to understand more about how our audience feels about the property market. And we can see that this is um, something they're not really thinking will be, um, I guess, rectifying in terms of that that anxiety they're feeling about the the market they're kind of saying it's going to take 12 months or or even over a year for the market to kind of return return to normal just sorry sarah i'm i'm, I'm talking a lot here no, but, that, um, that's really interesting <laughs> insights keep going um I just wanted to highlight one of the other things that I thought was a really positive story around buyers more generally was that um, it is, it does generally feel like it's more of a buyer's market. Buyers are kind of thinking that. Um, and those that are thinking about um, buying are more likely to kind of feel like they're going to get a better deal or better value. Um, and obviously are still attracted to um, those lower interest rates that are likely to stay quite low for a while. Yeah, and, and I think interest rates has been a really key, especially for those those first home buyers. You know, it's such a, a, a low interest rate market. We've we've never seen it. It's, it's at unprecedentedly low levels. So I think a lot of buyers say that you know, for first time buyers, this is this is their time. If if they're in secure employment uh, and if they've got that deposit or they can access some of those incentives. Um, that the government has out there, then um, there's real opportunity for them to get into the market. And it's really interesting what you, you know, thinking about that sort of better deal. Um, and particularly when you sort of look at those key motivators for new apartment buyers uh, to purchase a home, um, your research showed that 68% of new apartment buyers are triggered financially to buy a new apartment in Australia. Can you just uh, talk me through a little bit about that? Yeah. So I, I love this, this stat um, and it kind of, encouraged us to dig a little bit deeper into our audience and understand a little bit more about them. Um, and hearing that buyers have this um, strong, I guess, financial motivator, when we looked at, at first home buyers in particular, because they're obviously a really big market for uh, the new apartments um, market, that um, when they are looking to buy, often it's it's almost like a, a gateway home or a stepping stone for them on the property ladder. So they're often looking at that home for kind of a two, five-year period. They get their grant, um, they stay in it for a little while, and then they move on and, and think about the next home, whether they're kind of moving to a different area or, you know, maybe you know, moving into that upsizer kind of bracket. So really from from their perspective. That, that kind of highlights why they're looking at that. They have that financial motivator in terms of how they want to purchase because they're looking for a good investment, obviously a good place to live, but there's a heavy financial um, investment there where they want to know in two to five years that they um, kind of have that in their back pocket and can move on to that next property. Yeah, and it's such a good call out as a way to sort of get into investing. You know, a lot of the focus around investing is on investors coming in and buying, you know, multiple properties and then seeing them surge. But I think, you know, there's a real opportunity for those buyers to come in and use those incentives uh, that we, we've talked about um, to, to get into at the ground level and then use that as that stepping stone, especially now also there's there's fewer investors in the market at the moment. So, you know, this is a way to invest, but also, you know, sort of set yourself up and secure something for the, that sets yourself up for the long term. 
Um, but talk me through something else that sort of uh, is interlinked with this around um, buying new apartments um, and, you know, there's obviously different changing market conditions. One of the things that we're looking around is, um, is settlement risk. Can you talk to me a little bit about, about that? Yeah, so um, when we, we did this research, we wanted to understand the awareness around settlement risk for new apartment buyers. And we found that 61% were aware of, of settlement risk. So that that's, um, you know, over half, but that still does leave a big proportion, 39% that weren't aware of that. Um, and it, it is a tricky one from a, um, I guess, a developer perspective or a sales perspective, because it's not something obviously you want to be raising with, with um, buyers that are coming into the, um, to talk to you, um, because it could raise concerns if it's completely foreign to them. But it is something that we, you know, you would want to be able to um, talk to and assure them in relation to any concerns that they might have. Yeah, and, and I think you would see that almost as an opportunity to, to really nurture the buyer through that journey. And, and there's a, it's a really important call out for, for developers to ensure that they are sort of taking the buyer through that end-to-end process and, and allaying any fears that may, may arise over settlement risk or, or anything else that um, they may have some concerns and anxieties around. Um, I'd be really interested to sort of hear from our customers around how they're managing this process and also, you know, how we as realestate.com.au can help uh, more effectively help buyers um, and educate them about that process as well. So, Stacey, just wrapping up, I mean, knowing that the key pain points around market information, you mentioned quality and decision-making through the process. What's your advice uh, to uh, developers and, and our customers around um, supporting buyers? Yeah, well, really the data highlights to us that there is a really strong opportunity to play a role in supporting buyers through the journey just by helping them, helping them keep informed. Um, and I, we know from the data from buyers in, in what they've said that they're researching a lot of this information anyway, trying to kind of build up this knowledge bank for themselves so they feel confident to make the right decisions and feel informed enough through the the comments that we had in the survey a lot of the time, uh, sorry, a lot of the comments kind of related to, um, I don't know if I've done my due diligence. I don't know if um, I've kind of know everything that I need to know. So they almost have this fear around what don't I know that that I should be across. And obviously it's a really big emotional kind of decision um, as a first home buyer, particularly, you know, it's all of your eggs in one basket almost. So um, what, whatever you can kind of do to kind of nurture them through that process, provide that information um, and, and give them information about that, that um, process to help them build that knowledge, which of course will, will help build a relationship with your, your brand as well. Fantastic. Such great, great tips and insights. Thanks again, Stacey, so much for joining me today. And I'm looking forward to chatting to you next time as we look through the buyer journey, but with uh, a house and land uh, buyer's perspective. So uh, I just say in the meantime, if you'd like to learn more about the buyer journey, uh, make sure that you head to the realestate.com.au development hub where you can download more information and uh, we'll chat to you next time. Thanks, Stacey. Thanks, Sarah.
The podcast Faith on Trial looks into Hillsong, both in Australia and the U.S., and takes both the listener and hosts on unexpected twists and turns in the story of Brian Houston and the singing preachers. There are two incidents involving Pastor Brian. The Australian journalists uncovered a litany of alleged criminal behavior in the megachurch. Financial gifts were being given to the leaders of the church. Listen to Faith on Trial Hillsong ad-free on Crimex Plus on Apple Podcasts today or wherever you get your podcasts.